it's really good to have with us Siraj, who's actually in Nepal. And um, you're very, very welcome. But I, I, most of us will never have been to Nepal or probably know very little about it except Mount Everest. Have you ever climbed Mount Everest? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> have you been to Base Camp One? Not yet. Uh, Not yet. All right. Tell us a little bit about Nepal. What's the what's the population of Nepal? Um, thank you very much for this wonderful opportunity. Uh, it's my great privilege and greeting from Nepal. Um, the population of Nepal is uh, 30 million, over 30 million now. And um, it's, a, it's a winter now, uh, but the sun is shining. So the winter is at hand. And it's so wonderful weather. Um, yeah, so 30 million. And we uh, people believe that there are 330 million gods and goddesses in Nepal. <laughs> so is it, is it basically a Hindu country then? Yes, uh, this is the only Hindu country in the world. Uh, however, Buddha was born here, Gautam Buddha, Siddhartha Gautam. So Buddhism uh, is also uh, in large number after after Hinduism, uh, Buddhism is second uh, uh, big religion in Nepal. And and politically, you, do you feel secure? Do you feel safe there? Um, at the moment, there's a big political instability. Uh, there's a uh, border, um, um, you know, India and Nepal borders uh, debate going on. You know, so the political party is a uh, little bit uh, getting. You know crazy in these days you know so uh, right. but you know we are secure um uh, because our constitution you know promise our rights and you know so we are secure yeah, in that good way. well now let me ask you about yourself tell me about your home your upbringing what was it like how many brothers and sisters what were your parents work this sort of thing uh, yeah, my name is uh, Suraj Kasula. I am from Nepal. I live in the capital city. This is Kathmandu Valley. I live in Bhaktapur. Um, it's a historical city. Uh, Bhaktapur was built um, in 11th century, you know, so there's a big historical things. And I live at the heart of Bhaktapur. Um, and I came from very orthodox Hindu uh, family. And I have six siblings. I am the youngest among six. I have mm. two brothers and three sisters. And yeah, it's, we have lots of festivals. We have lots of, uh, you know, worship things, you know. So my, I was born and bred here. So my life was full of um, worshiping idols. And, you know, my childhood was full of, you know, enjoying in festival and doing lots of things you know so okay and and your parents work what what did they do uh we nepal is a um country where many people are farmers and there are like it used to be when i was small it was 80 percent of population nepal are farmers so we are farmers we have big lands we grow crops uh, vegetables all sort of things so we don't rely on jobs and we don't rely on any other government jobs uh, we rely on our farm you know so it's enough more than enough uh, to feed our family and our people so we rely on fa uh, farming so farming is Wonderful. everything uh, not in terms of uh, uk you know in, in in uk farming means like cow you know and animals in nepal in terms of farming it means crops and we grow you know um, grains you know all sort of things Okay, we've got the background. Now, 
um, Suraj, you really went um, quite wild when you were growing up, didn't you? You you moved well away from religious things. Yeah, and and there's a there are some reasons why I moved uh, yes. to to Christianity, and it was not because of um, people. It was not because of my parents. It was uh, Jesus and and His words. So let me tell the background to make the, yes. my story is long, so I'll make it very short. Um, I was brought up in Orthodox Hindu family, and we worshipped 330 million gods and goddesses, and it is they are uncountable. There are all things. Hinduism is pantheistic. You know, everything is God, and God is in everything. So I had that mindset, that worldview. And at the age of 16, 17, I formed a gang because, you know, at in that age, I just wanted to be, you know, something special. So I formed a gang and I made many um, children in my village to come and join in my gang. And we had deadly fights, you know, we had a knife gang, you know, and we had deb- deadly fights. And we had weapons, you know, and whenever there would be fight, we would go and um, we would, you know, it would be very bloody fight, you know, lots of people would be, would get wounded, you know, there are lots of blood shedding, you know, and it was horrible, you know, and at, at, after sometimes, you know, um, there was a, uh, someone reported to the police and I was arrested. Um, and I was taken into the prison. I was, um, and the policemen there, they uh, battered me severely, you know, they uh, beat me severely. And I was, I was uh, locked down for 30 days and my parents had to come and they had to pay money, you know, so, and when I got out from the prison uh, custody, my heart was absolutely fueled with rage and anger against policemen. I wanted to take revenge. And I was looking for a wonderful opportunity to take revenge. And so there's a festival in Nepal every year, New Year festival, where there will be a pulling of chariot, a Hindu festival. So there will be a policeman coming, uh, like a riot like that happened in America recently. And I went there looking for those for those faces who tortured me brutally, and I looked for those faces, you know, who tortured me because I was very angry and I wanted to take revenge. So I, from three o'clock, three o'clock p.m., three p.m. to three a.m. in the morning, I was, you know, charging with stones and randomly hurting policemen. You know, they were bleeding. And I was so angry with them and they were bleeding. And again, they trapped me at four o'clock in the morning because they were so angry. They nearly killed me. They poured their fury on me. And, you know, that night I nearly died. You know, I nearly bled. You know, I was bleeding from my nose, from my mouth, from everywhere. And they were thinking, let's kill him, you know, because I heard them, many of the policemen. So they said, let's kill him. But there were some nice policemen who said, oh, don't kill him. He is just a boy, you know. So I was taken to the hospital. And again, after second times, I was locked behind the bars. And again, you know, 
It was horrible. And yeah. So, Suraj, so you're in prison for the second time. Um, yeah. what, wh- why? Why were you fighting in the first place? Who, who was it you were fighting? Um, so, yeah. Um, so there were many gangs at that time. You know, it was like a fashion. You know, everybody okay. was, um, uh, you know, creating this gang. And I wanted to be a main gang, you know. So everybody was afraid of me, you know. And whenever there was a new business startup in Nepal, in my area, I would ask money, protection money, you would call, you know. So oh, okay. It was just for fun. And I, I felt like crime had become my satisfaction, you know, mm-hmm. because I didn't know why I was living, you know. I, I felt like, you know, c- committing crime was my satisfaction. I was going mm-hmm. into the darkness, you know, but I was enjoying it. So mm-hmm. the people in my village, they were all happy when I was locked behind the bar because I had ruined their children's life, making, forcing them to come into the gang. So mm-hmm. they... They were praying to their gods that I would be killed in a gang war. And yeah. so I, I, were, I, I used to drink. I was a chain alcoholic. I used to do pots, you know, horses, uh, drugs, you know, and protection money, all sort of things, you know. So, so that in that riot, I was so angry with those policemen because they tortured me brutally in the cell. So I yeah. was trying to take my revenge so mm. that night the police you know i stoned them and they were bleeding so they wanted uh, me, me to kill they wanted me to kill so uh, at three o'clock uh, probably four o'clock i was um, uh, arrested again and i was taken uh, uh, behind the bars again for um, second time and my parents had to come again and they were saying you have you know you have destroyed our prestige you have mm-hmm. done you are you are you are disgraced to our family so after that you know i i came out and i went to school again so in the school there was a christian uh, friend uh, i hated christianity because the cow is sacred in nepal and mm-hmm. uh, people believe cow is a a goddess of wealth so i thought christians are cow eaters right and christian came to nepal to destroy our religion to destroy our culture so i felt like christianity is a big threat to nepal so i hated christianity i hated jesus i knew about this jesus because it was spreading and I knew about, knew about this uh, church and I was so angry with them. And my friend, he tried to, he dared to evangelize me. And I was so angry with him. And I tried to knock him down, but he was a nice person. So he told me, Jesus, whatever sins you have committed, if you believe in Jesus, he will forgive all your sins. Huh. And that got on my nerves and i said you christian coming into our nepal destroying our culture you cow eaters why are you daring to tell me about this jesus but you know what happened what he told something really struck you know stuck in my heart you know something like i felt like it was true but i did not care so that same person invited me to the church and 
I went to the church for the first time in Christmas. And I didn't like the church. It was, um, you know, all things crazy, you know, for me. But I went just for musical instrument. Oh. Because at the time, no one would have guitar, no one would have in musical instrument, and I really like musical instruments. So there, there are many, there were many musical instruments in the church. Just for that purpose, I went uh, to the church. And how old so were the, you at this stage, Siraj? How uh, at that your... time I was um, seventeen. Yeah. Right, and already you'd been in prison twice. You'd already been involved with with gangs, but. You went to yeah, church, yeah. Christmas service. Yeah, and my, so, so what happened? At that time, my uh, evil name and fame were really spreading. People were horrified by me. And also, you know, we would take the bus and we won't pay bus, full bus fare. I remember once the conductor, you know, those who take collect money in the bus, he, you know, messed uh, with me. And I remember I was wearing a white shirt and... He messed up with me, so I was so furious. I, you know, battered him. And I, rem I remember my white shirt was, you know, tainted by his blood, you know. It was oh. sprinkled all over my shirt, you know. I was so notorious. And also I remember there was a guy who got messed up with me. And, you know, he ran away and I chased him and he ran into the bus, into the running bus. And I ran in front of the bus and I made the bus to stop. The driver was horrified and he made, he stopped the bus. I went in the crowd, pulled that guy out and smashed him, nearly killed him, you know. So I was so angry. You know, I don't know why, because I feel like if someone was staring at me or looking at me, you know, I would just batter, you know, because I sure. took satisfaction in beating up people and bloodshed, you know, it was, it was absolutely crazy. And also, I also felt sometimes, you know, I don't want to leave, you know, I, I nearly committed suicide as well, because I felt this life was um, horrible. Mm. Well, in the outer appearance, I felt like, yeah, you know, threatening people and all people are afraid of me. That's fun. But in the inner core of my heart, there was something lacking. It was hollow mm. and I was hollow inside and I nearly took my, my life, you know, mm. I nearly committed suicide, but um, I didn't. I was so afraid. I was a coward, you know. Mm. So, so anyway, Dawn, church, you, went, you went to church to this Christmas service. Yeah. So I went to the church and the minister was preaching. Uh, it did not. It did not impact me, you know. Uh, the reason why it did not influence on me was I knew about this Jesus because he was crucified. I knew. And we have many gods who are powerful, victorious, wonderful, you know. But this Jesus is weak. He cannot save himself. How could I believe? I have, I have like, I had 330 million gods and goddesses who are more powerful than Jesus, you know. Why should I believe this crazy foreign cow eaters, you know, cow eating <laughs> God, you know, that's, that's, that's what I felt, you know. And so if you come to Nepal, if you tell about Jesus, I think some many people would have the same impression like me. But so what happened was um, I went to church every week, every Saturday, we have a Saturday service and nothing happened. But I went to church only for those musical instruments and for beautiful girls, you know. <laughs> so 
and and what happened was uh, after some times i could feel a voice in my heart i i didn't listen anything no direct revelation nothing like that just i felt someone was speaking saying suraj can i come in and i said this is very strange i knew that was jesus speaking right i knew this was foreign god speaking because there was a saying rumor in nepal saying this christian god is mysterious they will convert you they will do they will cast spell on you and they will make you christian so i had that impression and i thought this was jesus speaking i would never allow him in and i said no you cannot come in and after some time that voice was growing and growing and growing and i always resisted so and the minister gave me the bible and i received it but i didn't read so one night i could not sleep properly so at that time i just thought let's read this bible what is this about you know so i read the bible purely as a literature nothing as a religious book and i read and something really struck me hmm. there was i read from matthew's gospel and it says love your enemies do not right. repay evil for evil and i thought like wow i was a gangster and i had beaten up people for small reason and i had never forgiven my enemy and this god is saying love your enemy and i was really shocked that really really captured my attention you know i read from matthew's gospel genealogies oh everything boring but when it came to sermon on the mount i was stopped i was my jaw dropped you know and i was oh. like, what is this god talking and that night there was a spiritual battle in my heart saying so one mind was saying now you are on the spell christian spell slam this and throw away throw out from the window this bible and another mind was saying read more read more and i didn't know what to do uh, it was struggle going in my mind and by the grace of god the voice which was saying read more and i i i know now that's the voice of the holy spirit saying read more and i read more and i once i read more i read all the sermons on the mount you know about jesus that and you no know, um jesus saying love your enemies uh, forgive those who curse you you know and if someone wants to take your shirt give him another thing you know those kinds of thing and what happened as i was reading something struck and all those sermons i i had been hearing in the church all came and overwhelm me and all the words of jesus was like an arrow piercing my soul and i felt like for the first time peace was being poured out from my from heaven into my heart and i enjoyed peace for the first time in my life and still then you know the devil was trying telling me you are now on the spell run away run away from here mm. and i tried to run away 
but you know i realized that was irresistible you know every time that voice was saying me can i come in i was saying no 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 that night i could not resist i was in tears i was weeping like a child mm. and all those sins i have committed in those years became like a big black bundle in my heart suddenly by the gospel it was rolled out and my heart was completely enlightened my heart was in a bliss i i didn't know what happened that night i was in my room but i thought i was flying somewhere in heaven you know <laughs> and i i didn't want to come back you know i i just wanted to stay there i didn't want to come in you know, where i was in my room and i again felt this voice saying suraj i know you are hated by your villagers because you ruined many children's life you are hated you you are a, you are a disgrace to your family because you ruined their prestige you know in nepal prestige is a big thing mm. and you you are hated by your gods you know i trusted in 330 millions god and goddesses and nobody showed kindness and mercy everybody disgraced me everybody said you are no longer welcome and here jesus saying suraj come to me i will give you rest i will make you a new person i will give you the enjoyment you are looking i know your your heart is void hello you are looking for satisfaction which you cannot get by this gangster life by this pleasure i will give you rest i will give you true satisfaction suraj did you understand at that time about jesus dying for your sin and rising from the dead did you understand these things or not oh yeah i understood but i never believed it i yeah. understood in the church uh, um, a minister in the church he evangelized me he told me about jesus he showed me jesus as movie i knew everything well not everything means yeah. in a theological sense but i knew the basic principle to get salvation i knew but i hated jesus i hated mm -hmm. the church i hated the people but that night god revealed me and also he he showed me his revelation in a way in which i could not resist mm -hmm. it was irresistible mm -hmm. and i had to weep like a child and what happened after that i knelt down and i trusted jesus with my all heart soul and mind and i said lord now i know that you are a savior you are my god and i believe in you now you make me whatever whatever in whatever way you want to make because i was like a dead man you know if i hadn't believed in jesus i would be dead or i would be living in a you know prison for rest of my life i i might have killed people you know jesus gave me a new life and i dedicated my life to jesus and well, from next morning i became a new person i had no craving of drugs i had no craving of you know uh, alcohol i had no craving of gang all my gang members disbanded you know i became a new person over the night and it was purely by the grace and love of god and you know no man can change me despite the tried you know policemen tried my villagers tried my family tried 
My gods might have tried, but Jesus radically transformed me in a way in which that I became his slave and his preacher and his minister. You know, so that's what. So when what I was the back, reaction? What was the reaction of your family and the villagers when you became a Christian? Was was there persecution? Was there pressure? <laughs> no, they were very, very happy. Were they? Yes. They were very, very happy because they thought there was a bad guy, there was a crazy guy, you know, who was always making trouble in our village, ruining our children's life, had become a good guy in a day. They were all startled. What What happened to him? And when they realized it was, you know, Jesus, they were a kind of happy, you know, you know, in Nepal, they don't hate Jesus. They think Jesus is one of the 330 million God and goddesses, you know. And yeah. my family, villagers, they were happy, not because I, not uh, because I was Christian now, but because I became a good person. There's no more trouble, you know. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely. Eventually, you were to come and study in Scotland. Yeah. How, so did you hear, that, how did you hear about that? <laughs> yeah. So when I look back, my life full of chaos, full of darkness, full of uh, crazy things, you know, Jesus gave me a new life, you know, and it was so, it, you know, so when I, whenever I tell someone if Jesus exists or not, exists, whether he exists or not, you know, I give I am a living example. Mm. I am a living example speaking to you that Jesus is alive. If mm. he hadn't been existed, then I won't be here. It mm. is what I am today is what Jesus did yesterday, you know, in past. He gave me a new life, you know. And I, this is not about feeling. You know, there are many religions which is about feeling. This is not feeling. This is a true encounter with Jesus, with God, who changed my life, who gave me U-turn, in a night. So wonderful. And I felt that um you know I was very much indebted to Jesus and I said, Now Lord, I will live for you in whatever way you say. And I felt I, I after that uh, night, you know, I became a new person. I went to a church every day, every week and I took baptism and then after that, you know, I would go to street and do evangelism, street evangelism many times. And I felt a call, you know, it was not uh, clear at that moment that I felt that I would one day become a preacher or a minister. And I felt I have to study hard. You know, I, I don't want to go to ministry without study because in Nepal, there are many ministers who would go to ministry without any study, you know, and they would ruin their ministry. You know, so I felt um, deeply called, you know, and also one of the interesting thing is despite I was a gangster, despite I was that horrible, notorious guy, I my study was very good. You know, I was a top <laughs> topper okay. in every school whenever I go I would come first you know and so that was not uh, destroyed so I studied higher grade here and then I wanted to study theology so I I applied in America in the United States but I got refused oh, and good. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was nearly 
I, I nearly gone to <laughs> Dallas Baptist University dispensers listener. So, um, uh, so I was a little bit depressed because I didn't get visa. And after that, it was very easy to go to UK. And I didn't know about, you know, the Scotland, you know, so I landed in Ayrshire, you know, Ayrshire in near mm-hmm. above the Glasgow, yeah. near Glasgow. Yeah. So I went to Air not to study theology. I didn't find. I I applied for I applied to study theology in the United States. So I got refused. So I said, let's go to UK. I'll go to UK and I'll find Bible College. So I went to Air College to study travel and tourism. I did travel and tourism for a year at NC, huh? and I, I went to church in Air Free Church, and that's how I got to know oh, um, right. theological seminary because the student would come and preach there and I applied and I got through and I did my bachelor and my master and I became a reform uh, <laughs> reform uh, Presbyterian. I'm a Presbyterian minister ordained from, uh, I'm licensed from the Free Church of Scotland. Yep. Amazing. So you're a minister in Nepal and uh, are you in the capital? Yeah, this is the capital city of Nepal yep. recently and, declared. Yeah. And, um, and how do can we ask how large your church is? Do you have your own building? What What's your situ- situation there? Uh, our church, we planted this church um, in 2007. It's called Shekinah Evangelical Church. Um, so we have one church plant in eastern Nepal. And our church is around 90 people. Good. But uh, some of them have gone abroad, you know, uh, because there are many new generation who don't like to stay in the country. They want to go abroad. So we have people in America, in in Canada, in uh, Australia, in Japan, you know. So and we have uh, we don't have a building at the moment. And we have a land. We bought a land. So we are hoping to uh, build a building. Also, we have a Bible college called Bhaktapur Theological Seminary. So our vision is to uh, uh, build a building where we can have the church service, Bible college, and all my 5,000 books as a library. (laughs) So that's my vision. Are are all those books in English? Yes, all from UK. Uh, (laughs) I brought from UK. Uh, So... There are lots of books. Um, um, we'll, we'll have to start yeah. a new company, not 10 of those, but 5,000 of those. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> now, look, are you, are you married? Do you have a family now? Yes, I'm married. Um, so it, it, my, my, my wife, I met my wife um, when I was just converted, right? So she was not Christian then. I met her at school. Uh-huh. And she was Hindu. And I fell in love with her and we, uh, she didn't know I was a Christian and I, you know, I had to approach very slowly because in Nepal, if you say you are a Christian, they might get startled, you know. So slowly I approached to her and one day I revealed I was a Christian and she was a little bit shocked, you know, so, and Mm -hmm. I evangelized her and I, uh, you know, after evangelism, she said that I, I believe Jesus and she came to church and that's how I got married. So I, I found my wife <laughs> when she was Hindu and by the grace of God, she came to church and we got married and her whole family, apart from her dad, got converted. You know, so. <laughs> Amazing. And do you have children now? Yes, we have two children, Hadassah and Esther. Hadassah is five years now. Uh, Esther is two years, nearly two years now. 
Wonderful. Now, um, Siraj, when you look back at your life, you know, how do you how do you see it? Do you think, oh, I, 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 I wasted all those years or do you think somehow God took you to reveal what he can do, how he can change somebody? Wonderful question. Yeah. So now when I study uh, Bible, you know, I when I study the doctrines, you know, I feel like God had chosen me before the eternity passed. And, you know, when I see my life, you know, it was full of chaos. And, you know, at one point, you know, I felt like, oh, I think I had ruined my life, you know, but when I came to know more about God's love and his mercy, you know, I think, you know, God took me from the dust and made me something, you know, mm. and so as I said, you know, it is all because of his love and grace and mercy. And I'm eternally thankful, you know, what God and did. You know. Have any of your siblings, mother, father, have they become Christians at all or not? Not yet. Uh, my yet. my mother and father, they came to Scotland. They stayed, stayed six months, you know, so we are praying for them and evangelizing. You know, the prob the big problem in Nepal is, you know, they don't they don't hate Jesus like I hate it. They think Jesus is our God, one of the yes. 330 yeah. million God. So whenever you say, do you believe in Jesus? Say, yes, I believe in Jesus. Jesus is God, but not the God, you know. So, yeah. so we are praying and evangelizing. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and, and, you know, you look forward. Do you believe in life after death? <laughs> yes, definitely. I believe in the life after death and in Hinduism also, I believe life after death, but there's, there's a different views, you know, according to Bible, you know, we will have um, a life after death, you know, and either we will go to eternal destruction or eternal life. And Bible presents, if you believe in Jesus, then you will be rewarded to eternal life, not because what you have done good or bad but because of the righteousness of christ because he earned righteousness for us and we are engrafted into that righteousness and because of that righteousness we go to heaven and, and now that's what, what i want to draw that's what i want to draw out because i know as a christian we have this certainty that we're going to be with the lord not because of what we've done but because jesus has paid for our sin and he as you say he's given to us his righteousness. But you don't ever get that, say, in Hindu or Islam or Buddhism. There's never any certainty about uh, being at one with the Lord, being accepted by the Lord, is there? You, so a Hindu would never be able to say that. No, that's, yeah, I think uh, coming from Hindu background and Hindu perspective, and as I have read the world religion, I think Christianity is the only religion that you don't go to you you go to heaven without karma without good works that doesn't mean that we don't do good works i think christianity is the only religion that say that you go to heaven not because of your own but because of jesus and because of his righteousness if you see islam or hinduism or buddhism that's all you you have to do lots of good works to meet god's standard and if that is enough then you will go to heaven I have studied Islam. It says that God will wait, you know, in a wait, you know, and if your righteousness is more than your bad deeds, then you'll go to heaven. 
and Christianity doesn't present the gospel like that. Christianity yeah. said, faith is a gift which has been finished on the cross because Jesus shed his blood to pay the death of our sins and our death is canceled on the cross. That's why we go to heaven because of Christ's work. And good work is a result, is a fruit of that faith. And that's how it's presented. So, One last question, um, Suraj. Somebody said, well, clearly, Suraj, you needed Jesus because of the way you were living. That was dreadful and you needed it. But I'm not like that. Why should I become a Christian? What would you say? And Bible said that we all are sinners. And I have, I think those who are listening, you are not a sinner like me. You know, I am a greater sinner. I've done lots of crimes. But Bible says we all are sinners and we all fall short from the glory of God. And we all need Jesus. Jesus came to destroy sin. Jesus came to destroy the, um, the, the sin we have, you know, and he paid the price, you know. So, and uh, if, if we all think that we are righteousness, we are righteous, we don't need Jesus. Jesus said, I have come not to save righteous, but for sinners, you know, and, you know, if we deny we are not sinners, then, you know, it doesn't, our conscience doesn't support, you know, I think we all need Jesus because we all are bad. We have falsehood in some ways, in some place, uh, you know, in our life. And, you know, we, we need Jesus for that reason. Yeah. Suraj, it's a privilege to have had you with us today. Thank you very, very much. A wonderful story. And God bless you. God bless you in your family and in your church and your Bible college. Big responsibilities there. But it's really, really Good to have you. Thank you and God bless you.